You're listening to All Things Relax with Sandy D. Inspiring women to relax, rejuvenate, and find their inner zen. Here's your host, Sandy D. Hello and welcome to our show. Today I'm talking with Hope Rieger, founder and facilitator of Grief to Hope. Hey Hope, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, so let's uh, dive right in and get started. Could you tell our listeners more about you, your background, and why you started Grief to Hope? Absolutely. So again, my name is Hope Rieger. I live in a small town north of Columbus, Ohio. I live with my husband, Mike. Um, I have two kids. Brian is 31 and Justin's forever 19. I have two amazing granddaughters. Um, Halen is nine and Addie is six. Um, and for my day job, I work for a major financial institution as a talent coordinator. Um, and I've been there. I'm celebrating 25 years this month. So wow. Um, it seems like unbelievable. I started when I was two. Um, <laughs> so, so Grief to Hope is, um, well, I guess what is it, is a virtual peer support group. Um, I, I wanted to create a safe space for people that are grieving to come and be their true authentic self and and know that um, they're not alone in their grief journey and it's a virtual. So it's, it's the comfort of their own home. But the reason why I started uh, grief to hope is to honor my son um, each and every day um, and turn my tragedy into my passion and purpose. Wow. Now, can you share a little bit more about um, uh, who you help? Like, for example, um, is there like a particular, like, uh, like people who've been grieving for a certain time period or um, who is it open to or who do you help? Absolutely. So Grief to Hope is a virtual um, peer support group, which is awesome. So that means you can take the the group straight from your couch in your PJs, uh, the comfort of your own home. Um, and it's anyone that's grieving. And it's anybody that supports someone that's grieving. And we don't we don't even talk about, we don't, there's no judgment zone. Mm -hmm. So we don't talk about like the levels of severity. Like if mine was a traumatic event, which, um, with Justin passing away from murder, um, is no different than grandma passing away or my spouse passing away from cancer or my, um, you know, my infant miscarriage. None of those matter in Grief to Hope. And none of them matter if they were three weeks, three days, 30 years, 13, 13 weeks, 30 months. It doesn't matter. We want to make sure that you know that you can come and have a safe place to go to um, and not be judged no matter what time, place, or event occurred that happened to you for grief. Yeah. And I, um, and you started this, uh, am I correct in saying like just before COVID, like the pandemic, like just before that started, like before that hit? Actually, COVID was the reason that I did start it. So um, I knew that I wanted to do something after Justin passed and Justin passed in 2016. Um, and there was always something that I wanted to do, but I didn't know how. And then COVID hit in June of last year. And I thought, 
we're on Zoom 24-7, right? And that everybody's on Zoom. And if I can figure out how to do Zoom, anybody can figure out to do Zoom. So um, I thought, oh, wow, this is it, right? This is a virtual, I could do a virtual support group. We could talk about our experience. We can be in the comfort of our home. Um, Because, you know, when you're grieving, sometimes you don't even want to get out of bed, let alone get dressed get in your car and drive somewhere. Um, and the program just developed. It just warped from there. And, and you know, COVID, it was like in our face. Death was in our face, right? Yeah. And every yeah. single day, we literally were counting deaths on the TV. And that's when I said, enough said, I, I can't do this anymore. I need to actually put something in motion that's positive and uplifting versus, you know, number 5,073 was my grandpa, but I don't want him to be known as number 5,073, right? right. I, want, I want him to be known for something, um, his, you know, legacy. And so that's how, co- or, uh, that's how Grief to Hope was born wow. was during COVID. Um, what are your thoughts on trying to put a timeline on grief when people ask, you know, how long the bereavement or grieving process should last? Because we had talked previously about how you actually Googled it and they actually had a response, which I was so shocked. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd love to talk. Uh, timeline. So everybody thinks there's a timeline on grief. And even I Googled it one time for one of my meetings and it said two years was the average. Wow. Um, I, I couldn't believe it because I was thinking, wow, I'm way off. I am not average. Right. <laughs> um, but I think that um, it really differ. It's different for every single person. One thing is it's grief never ends. And I say a quote all the time. I say time is like grief. Um, it never stops, but time can be measured. Grief cannot. And what I mean by that is, is time is absolutely, um, can be a positive thing. As you move through grief, time sort of like, you know, I, I explain grief as, as a, like a heartbeat, heartbeat monitor mm-hmm. where there's ups and downs, but there's that lag in between. And as time moves on, a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times those up and downs get further apart. Mm-hmm. And time allows that time. It doesn't heal. I hate, I don't like that time heals all wounds. Um, but time does allow for it's depending on the issue and how long it takes, but it could take six years to somebody that would take, you know, 13 years to other people. And there's also the negative flip of that, the negative of time where, when we talk about in our group that, people expect you to return back to normal, right? So there's always that um, expectation like, okay, I hope I'm going to give you two years to get over this grief and then you're done. You need to be back to the old hope and um, and that doesn't happen. No. Um, whenever you're grieving and, and, and you'll know this when you're grieving or if you're around grief, is that a different version comes out, right? And sometimes that version can be better. Like, I think I'm a better person, um, not because of what happened to me, but what I did after what happened to me. So for, I'm more grateful. Mm -hmm. I'm more in the moment. I'm more, um, let's go and do this versus, you know, let's do it next year kind of thing. Um, Answering the phone, one of the biggest things that I, I regret completely was Justin called me that night and I was on my way to the movies. And I said to my friend, he, I'm sure he needs money or something. He's yeah. 19. Right. And I said, he'll call back. And 
I didn't answer the phone. So just imagine, you know, as a mother, I could have had that last chance to say I love you or goodbye or whatever and not knowing, of course. And that's one of the what ifs that you deal with. But that's something that stuck with me. It's like, don't wait to answer the phone. If anything, call them right back. And um, so you learn with things and you learn with time. But, you know, some people rush. But some people want that same old hope back. And and I tell people she's in here, but she's a different version. Um, and I think she's better. Wow. I love how you. Yeah. You, it's like a transformation. You're Like you say, you emerge out of that. Hopefully most people emerge out of that as a better person. Wow. You know, it's as you were talking about that, I was just thinking, um, and we had talked, pers- you know, for myself, from my perspective of having lost a sibling when I was really young, um, how that actually affected me as a parent. Because um, when I was raising, I have two boys and now they're 21 and 17. Gosh, can't believe it. <laughs> um but yeah, <laughs> especially when they were younger and, you know, they're f- almost four years apart, but they'd sometimes get into little squabbles and stuff. And I remember saying, you know, look, guys, you need to appreciate each other and appreciate the fact that you never know what could happen. And I would tell them about, you know, you know, losing my brother and just say, look, you know, you need to look out for each other and you need to like be nice to each other. But yeah, because it even affects like. You know, and this is years and years down the road, but it just affects like it affected my like outlook on parenting even. Yeah. That is so, so true. And I do the same thing, like with my grandkids. I'm like, and even my son, bless his heart, he's he's he runs his own small business and he's just killing, he's just rocking it and he's doing so good. And I'm like, just don't stop. Don't quit. Just work your butt off to make whatever you want to happen. And I tell my grandkids all the time, whatever you want to be, you can be. And if somebody tells you you can't be that, then you just need to just ignore it because you could be whatever you want to be. And it, and it's, it's, you know, how you think and how you evolve your life. And we take so much for granted on, on what things that we always say we'll do tomorrow or we'll, you know, and it's, it's one of the greatest gifts that was given to me is now I don't want to wait till tomorrow. I want to do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that, you know, that's true. That is actually a gift. If you think of it that way, I've never even thought of that way. Yeah. I love that. Wow. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a really short break. And when we come back, let's take, talk a little bit more about how grief to hope works. Okay. Sure. Ignite the fire within Sandy D's fire audio affirmations will make you feel fearless and inspired. You will radiate with positive energy, be empowered, and gain clarity. Spark your motivation with these powerful audio affirmations. Bring joy to your heart and soul. Fire affirmations included in the Find Your Inner Zen digital bundle. Available at allthingsrelaxstudios.com. Ignite the fire within. Hope, could you share more about what actually happens in a support group meeting? So, and also, how do you determine like what topics or themes to even cover? How do you come up with this? (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. So Grief to Hope is a seven-week program that I came up with. Um, we meet like I said, virtually through Zoom. Um, you can also dial in if you want. Um, everything that you say is, is absolutely, you know, privacy. We we protect each other's confidentiality. But you're able to talk if you want to talk. If you want to listen, you can listen. There's, It's all by volunteer. I don't force anybody to talk or, or to you know, tell their story. But Grief to Hope is basically seven weeks. We meet one hour each week. And what I came up with with the program is the first week is an introduction. So I talk about my story. I talk about my why. I talk about Justin, which I love. Um, and then um, I have anybody else that wants to introduce and tell their story um, can absolutely do that if they want. I have a lot of people that come back um, series after series and they get comfortable and they want to tell their story, but I always make it aware that you never know what story is going to impact someone else and who that could impact. You'll never know if you're lucky enough, you'll find out. But one of my participants that has been with me through the beginning had lost her son to suicide and other people that have joined have related to her so well and her story and what she, you know, goes through because there's differences, right? Um, also there's some different expectations when there is suicide and there's different thoughts when there is suicide. Um, and that you never even really think of if you've never experienced it. So her story continues to touch each person that comes back into my program. So I'm really blessed to have her. Um, and she's really an intricate part of the part of it and everybody um really feels comfortable uh you know sharing their story or especially if it comes to suicide or something like that but um so we introduce ourselves for that first week and then um weeks two through six um is the word grief i spell it out and so the main topics are um grief is uh, g for gift of time we talk about exactly what we just talked about earlier how time helps how time can sometimes hamper um how time you know works in your favor and and we also talk about you know at this level i felt this and and people that are at that one year level or whatever say oh my gosh that's exactly what i'm going through right now or that's exactly how i feel and then you know we could talk about you know i'm four years in so i have differences of, of how i feel during the time and then we have r which is receive help and that is a really tough one for a lot yeah. of people that are grieving because um one one thing is you you don't even know if you're gonna what you're wearing how you're gonna get out out of bed, um, let alone what help you need. And sometimes you don't even know what help you do need. Um, so one of the things that we ca- we talk about is asking um, a friend to just say, listen, I could really use somebody to pick up the groceries, or I could really use somebody to pick the dog up at the vet, or I could really take you know have a babysitter for a couple hours just so I can go to the grave and and talk and, and, you know, be there and and really experience it and be in the moment. And you tell that friend. And so when people come to you and say, you know, Hey, hope, I really want to help. What can I do? You can, instead of having to come up with it on the moment or, you know, even if your pride is there, you don't want to ask for help. You can say, you know what? Um, I Sandy has my back. She knows exactly what I need. And if you wanted to ask her, 
um, she can give you some ideas. And if you want to help, that'd be awesome. So that sort of takes it off of you and it puts it on Sandy knows exactly, you know, you need to pick up dinner for them on Thursday night. They could really use that or groceries or pick up Fido at the vet, whatever it is. Um, so we talk about, you know, how to handle receiving help. And then I is for inspire. So our third, our, our next meeting is inspire and people don't associate grief with inspiration, but it's there because it is your why it is what gets you out of bed. It's, it could be your family. It could be honoring your loved one. It could be your job. It could be, uh, writing a book. It could be, you know, celebrating your son's life. It could be anything you want it to be, but it's what gets you out of bed. And it's very important to be inspired and to find a why, because that keeps you moving forward. And then we have expectations, which is the next meeting. Expectations is, um, what, what is expected of us, like hurry up and get this grief over with. Right. Um, or it's also, what do we expect other people? And it's funny because we expect everyone to, to not say awkward, ridiculous (laughs) statements to us (laughs) that they do. Right. You know, like, um, time heals all wounds. You'll feel better next week. Um, so, you know, you're like, are you serious? What does that mean? Um, I have people tell me all the time, you know, um, and I, I know it's out of love, but they would say, I would have never guessed you, you lost a son. Yeah, exactly. Right. What does that mean? Is that mean? Right. Um, and so, our expectations are people know what to say to us and they don't. Um, people are just as awkward as we might be answering the questions, especially, you know, somebody that's, you know, says you just lost your spouse and, you know, you meet up with somebody at work and they're like, Oh, are you married? It's a very innocent question, but then you go back in your head and for 20 minutes, you're trying to figure out how to say this. Should I say that I'm married? Should I say that I'm remarried? Should I say that he passed away? Should I say, and it's just, they're just saying, Hey, are you married? (laughs) That's all they really mean by it. So we have to have these expectations and prepare ourselves for those awkward situations that, that occur because they do occur. Um, and then our last meeting of the grief is feel everything. And it, um, it's the greatest one. I I love it. We bring pictures. It's like show and tell. We bring pictures. We bring, um, mementos. We talk about the things that we love the most. We talk about the things we miss the most. Um, I, you know, we bring out family pictures and crazy pictures and, um, we talk about what they did and what kind of events they were involved in. And Justin was into ATV and music and he thought he could rap. It was (laughs) hilarious but he thought he could. Um, and so, you know, I talk about Justin's sense of humor and he used to do impressions all the time and it's just a really laid back, but the best yeah. thing is we say their name and that's what I tell them, say their name as many times as you want and you do what's right for you. And then our last meeting, um, of the series is to hope. And that's exactly what it means. What's your next step? What do you want to do? And it could it doesn't have to be invent grief to hope or write a book or, or write a music, a musical play or something like that. It could be as simple as I just want to listen to this song mm-hmm. and get through it without crying. Or I want to be able to go through his clothes or I want to be able to donate his clothes or I want to be able to um, talk about him without crying. And it, it's just what's 
to hope? What's what's the next thing you want to do? Um, just small steps. Keep moving forward. And then we take a break. And then we start the series all over again. And the greatest thing is you can come in any meeting, anytime. You can come to all seven. You can come to one. You can come to three. We understand life happens. Um, if you come to three in one session, you can come to all of them the next session. It's just a support group. It's nothing. Um, it's not a program that you have to go through one at a time. It's I just love the different, flexibility and different topics. It's People can just drop in and, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, and as you're... As you're talking through all this, it's reminding me of like one of the ways that as a kid, I observed like my mom going through the grieving process when my brother passed away. Um, I I have these vivid memories. My mom sitting on a Smith Corona typewriter, hunting and pecking, and she would write about the day that it happened and there all these iterations of it. Um, Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's really fascinating too, to see, how unique the grieving process is like for every person they're going to go through it differently i mean yeah they talk about there's these different stages of it but everybody else everybody experiences it differently and it's just to have this resource to be able to this support to be able to walk through it together is amazing what you've created i mean wow yeah Oh, thank you. But it, it, grief is absolutely, it's like a snowflake. Everybody is different. Everybody's unique. And wow, was I not mm-hmm. aware of it until it happened to me. I'll be, I mean, completely honest. And that's what I try to tell people. You know, it, grief is something it's, it's nobody yeah. really wants, nobody wants to talk about death, right? Um, until it's in, it's in your face. And then it's like, wow, I had yeah, no idea yeah. that this was. And we had talked, when we talked previously, uh, I mentioned to you how, um, there's also like culturally speaking, like if you go from one culture to another, there's so many variations in how death is talked about and how the grieving process is handled. Because as I, I had shared, I think with you, um, when I first moved to Japan, I had suddenly lost my father, and it was it was interesting to see the difference just in general, like how that was viewed in Japan. Like it, it's just totally everything they do is totally different. Because I go back to work, and they're like. They have special envelopes and then the outside's got like black writing on it. And they give the person who's grieving, um, they collect money. They give you cash, I guess, to help with expenses or something. But it's very, it's a very, like they haven't, it's funny, in Japan, they have like special envelopes for everything they do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that amazing? But that's your story. Like that's the kind of stuff that we need to hear. Like, right. As I would have never known that unless you, until you tell me. So that's why I'm saying with every story, even though you weren't from Japan, you experienced it in Japan. And that's the kind of thing globally that we need to talk about. We need to figure out how people grieve and what they do and what's, what happens in different cultures. I think that's amazing that you're sharing that. That's great. Isn't it? It's, it's sort of, you know, how different cultures, uh, you know, help. Yeah. No, it's ironic how they help. Um, in addition to your support group, I wanted to ask you, what other resources have you found to be the most helpful for helping those who are in mourning, like go through the grieving process? 
You know, the first thing I would suggest is um, I was lucky enough with my work that we had a program for that offered free counseling sessions. Um, and it really helped. Like the girl that I talked to, she was really young, but she really helped me through a lot. And um, I dealt with a lot of what ifs, um, just not answering the phone or not forcing Justin to live with me in Columbus because he was living with roommates and uh, that 19 year old freedom that he was feeling. And, um, you know, she said to me, mm -hmm. she was like, everything's free will hope. And mm -hmm. that every event that leads up to another event is because of free will and you can't change it and you can't make it different. And, um, holding that guilt is probably the hardest thing you can do for yourself. And then there was other things that happened, um, you know, within the, the actual, um, uh, murder itself. But, I think counseling helps if, if it's something that you're comfortable with. Um, reading books, like I was searching for answers and um, I, I found a Christian based group, uh, grief group that actually sparked why I did started Grief to Hope. Um, it was more Christian based mm -hmm. and it taught me a lot and I'm still learning. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I was pretty pissed off at God. And, uh, I was like, why are you doing this to me? I'm pretty, you know, we're good people. Right. Um, and there's other people out there that are not so good. And why'd you take my son? Why did you take him? And, um, they really helped me focus and figure out why and what my purpose was. And, um, so I'm so grateful for them. Um, I found out, you know, the Christian part of it was, was much better for, for me. Um, but again, it's Christian based. So it not be maybe, so, you know, for everybody, but they did a workbook and it was kind of like a seventies, eighties Zig Ziglar kind of thing. Um, so right. I needed more of like an upbeat modern version of it. Um, which is why I created grief to hope. Um, but yeah. And, you know, volunteering helped me literally going to homeless, uh, shelters and volunteering volunteering and, and making blankets and children's hospital and stuff like that. Um, you know, when you help other people, it's magical. It is absolutely magical. And that's one of the reasons why I do grief to hope. Um, it helps me heal, um, helping others, like the added value that I give to yeah. people and, or I hope that I give to people. And, but when you yeah. volunteer, um, wow, is that impactful? It just makes you feel good all over. Um, so I would do that. Just do what's right for you. I, I did a lot of journaling, yeah. like you were you were saying your mom sort of typed out. Um, I wrote letters to Justin. And some days were really good letters, and some days were really bad letters, and some days I was mad, and, and some days I was angry, and um, some days I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. And uh, I just remember pouring everything I had into those letters every day to Justin. And then as you know, you can see the ups and the downs and the, the good days as time goes that on. That sounds like a book. <laughs> um, as I go back and read them now. So letters to Justin. Yeah. yeah I need, oh I need, I need, I need to read my book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you, know, you had touched upon something that uh, jumped out at me because you had mentioned um, at one point in the grieving process, anger being angry at god and that really resonated with me because it's kind of interesting because 
we stopped going. We had stopped um, going to church right after my brother had passed away. My parents, you know, split, and I guess it was in part because my dad was the one who would go to church. But for the longest time, I was really, I, I was angry at God. I'm like, how could, how could this happen to to us? How could you take away, you know, my older brother who was like always, you know, looking out for me and everything? But it's interesting because at one point. Actually, it was when I was about 19, actually, speaking of 19, um, somebody said to me, because I was always having a really hard time, mm-hmm. we, I, think, I think maybe we had some kind of little bit of therapy, but not very much. It was supposed to be something to help us, but it was more for like, here's where you dump the kids while the parents have like therapy. It wasn't really, you know, it was just like babysitting, wasn't really therapy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Somebody said when I was around 19, right, somebody said right. to me, when I told the story, what had happened, um, I said, they said, so then you could think of it as if you had like an angel up there, like what a guardian angel looking out for you. And from that day on, it felt a little lighter, like, like the grief didn't feel so heavy. So, yeah. You know, I love that. That's beautiful because I tell everybody, I said, I've got it made. I've got God and my son up there. I got a huge, the the right. 100% biggest fan in the world is up there watching me. I can't, you know, I don't, I am so lucky, right? And, um, you know, I'm blessed with the 19 years um, that I have with Justin and all the fun and love and, and laughter and smiles that he created. And I, I'm, I'm blessed with that. And I know that God has this plan and this, I've learned that, you know, and that he has this plan and that my purpose is, um, you know, to take what happened to me and create something amazing for other people, um, to guide them and let them know that they're not alone. And, Whatever yeah. he thought was in me was what he he needed. So, um, you know, it, it's I, I agree. I think you got some major angels up there too. So that's awesome. When we come back, I want to talk more about what you do to relax and rejuvenate. Are you grieving a loved one? Find kindness, positivity, and love in Grief to Hope, a seven-week virtual peer support group led by Hope Rieger. In Grief, G is for the gift of time. R is to receive help. I is for inspiring yourself. E is for managing expectations. F is for feel everything. Transform your grief into hope. Learn more at grieftohopesupport.com. Uh, so what exactly do you do to relax and rejuvenate? Do you have time for this? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny because... 
I, um, I exercise who likes to exercise, but I exercise, I try five days a week. Um, and it's amazing. It really yeah, sucks going into the gym, like, but it's I just really have to good get there. Out, and for right? the pandemic, I was so, like, okay, I canceled the membership, but now I'm getting itching to go back because yeah, once I'm there, I love it. <laughs> Right, right. I tell everybody, like, nobody smiles going into the gym, but you smile your butt off going out of the gym. Um, and so that is one of the things. And when I'm in the gym, like getting up at 530 in the morning really stinks. But once I'm in there and I'm running and I and I run a mile and I used to run three and then I'm like, why do I need to go three? Um, but I, run, I run my mile and I do my circuit. And sometimes I push myself and um, I'm like, wow, I got up and I went to the gym today. Um, so that to me rejuvenates just pushing myself and challenging myself is something that I try to do on a day-to-day basis. I try to be better every single day. Um, I love listening to music and um, I like to read, but my mind starts wandering <laughs> in a million directions. So I have to read like 13 <laughs> times over the same page because I'm like, wait a minute, where was I at? Um, but I do like to read. And then, of course, spending yeah. time with my my grandkids, it doesn't get any better than that. But oh, then I, I need to relax. Well, and my sleep mom, for like when my kids were little, now. my mom used to say, <laughs> I had a great time with, you know, with the grandkids. But she's like, man, I now I need to like sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I like it takes me a couple days to recoup. Like we're going to a water park tomorrow, and I'm like, "Whoo! I'm going to need Aww. the rest of July Fourth." <laughs> I bet they're excited to come see you too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, last they but not least, Nana, who or what them. inspires you, or it could be both. So I love this question. And my first answer is my oldest son, Brian. Um, He inspires me. I was very, very young when I had him and we grew up sort of together. And we have this close, close bond and we love each other so unconditionally. Um, He has been my rock through all of this. And um, he's just an amazing, like I said before, he's so hardworking and he just doesn't quit. And he wants to be a great father and and he is a great father and um, a great man. And so he inspires me to just keep going. But, um, I, you know, I have to say the person that inspires me the most is Justin. And like I said, um, he gives me the inspiration every single day to get out of bed and to make a difference in the lives of so many people and hopefully, and, um, he inspires me to work hard and never quit, um, and to live for this purpose and passion and to take this tragedy and not take it, um, you know, don't Mm -hmm. let it go into something that's, um, dark and, and bring something to light of something that is so dark. And he inspires that fuel inside me, Sandy, that, I, I, I don't know where it comes from some days and I just, I, I want to keep pushing and keep making things better and spreading kindness and, and value and um, positivity. And 
you know, I, I just, I want to touch as many people as I can. And it's just, it's an incredible feeling to know that you've got him yeah. and, and, you know, you're, you're doing your purpose, what you think <laughs> is your purpose. Um, I might get to heaven and God says, Nope, that wasn't it. Um, but, you know, I think, um, I think just, to be able to live the way that I've been living with my passion and purpose is just, it's, it's, I'm so grateful. That's such a beautiful and, tribute. And he inspires me each and every day. Oh, Hope, I want to thank you for taking time out to talk with me thank today. You. I honest, I love what you are doing. I mean, literally transforming what was such a, I mean, we didn't go into it, but what I know was such a, a traumatic experience to transform that and give back all this love and help others go through um, go through the grieving process. I mean, it's just so beautiful. I mean, I, I it's hard for me to even speak. It's just I'm just like floored, like how uh, how you get up every day and you do this. It's just so beautiful. And I mean, I'm. I'm blown away. I mean, this is such a beautiful tribute in honor of your son, Justin's um, memory. So I just want to say I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. You're going to make me cry, but <laughs> um, you know, it's something I'm, I'm lucky enough that I can do. And um, I hope that it's something that um, will continue. For our listeners, you can learn more about Hope's Grief to Hope support group at grieftohopesupport.com. I'll provide a link in the show notes. I want to thank everyone for listening. We appreciate your support. Ciao. You have been listening to All Things Relax with Sandy D. Inspiring women to relax, rejuvenate, and find their inner zen. We invite you to leave a comment and review our podcast. Check out our blog at allthingsrelax.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram at allthingsrelax. Until next time.